Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wrestle me, mate. Oh, Peter. Oh, what? How how have you been? I've been to London to see the Queen. <laughs> oh, I was, I, that reminds me, I've got a mouse in my house. Oh, you got a mouse in your house? Yeah. Oh, Mark, what's he up to? Uh, what's he up to? He does a lot of rustling. Rustling around. Rustling. And the other thing he loves right. is just to dart about at the very periphery of my vision. Yeah, why do they always inhabit the periphery of your vision, how? thinking that it might be like some drugs you took in the 90s coming back how, to haunt you? How are they so aware of like the very limit of the human yes, eyeball? they never right in front of you, are they? No, yeah. they always sort of just go, I, I, I'm going I'm to give him 2%. <laughs> like that. It is amazing how something so small can dominate so much yeah. of your life and thinking. <laughs> I'm surprised that hasn't been like a fiend story. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, the fiend is being enslaved by this horrible little mouse that's yeah. taunting this, this devil man. It's quite a nice... No one's ever done that where they've done, like, the Son of Sam. Son right. of Sam is also a fucking great name for a wrestler. Yes. Here, please welcome the Son of Sam. Um, it's lo- <laughs> Hello, there's everyone. Enough, <laughs> enough, enough time has passed yeah. that I think you could get away with that and it would seem more like a cultural, like, pop reference yeah. rather than reference to a man who shot a number Bring of... Bring back the Twin uh, Towers. Uh, <laughs> That's powers. everybody's dream, mate. Right. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, I would like to see a wrestler who is given instructions uh, by a dog <laughs> yeah. or, or a mouse. Yes, it would be. Uh, yeah, it would be a little bit like the the raw general manager or the computer that Terry mm. Terry whatever her name has had. Uh, yeah, um, Alexandra York had Terry Taylor. Sorry, yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that would be cool. It'd be good to have like a, a, back. a mouse as a wrestling manager. And well, it like would in just... a little suit, a little CGI yeah. mouse. Like really bad, if you can do augmented reality, you should be able to do that. Yeah. Dickheads. I mean, I, I, I like the idea the that wrestlers will be all like, you know, I'm going to beat you because I need, I need, I need to be in the main event to afford some cheese. <laughs> <laughs> it would always come back to the idea they're being manipulated by this mouse. Yeah, um, but I'm, only they can see. You know, we talk about what we're going to do after wrestling. <laughs> you know, there is a part of me that goes promotion. Promotion is yeah. probably it. And if I said, look, I've had difficulty putting the show together, but the main event, it, it, there's a mouse managing. <laughs> I reckon people would go... I am going to come and see that. <laughs> Put that on a, you know, like you see, like the the like wrestling school kind of shows yeah. that you see in like um, certainly see it in my town, South End, yeah, like in a, in an old church hall or something. Just have like these kind of like lads who are clearly about five foot six, yeah, but they're hench. <laughs> 
and they're on they're on the card, and there's an odd woman in there, there's an odd young woman there, and they just have a little mouse with a hat. Yeah, and howdy, it's yeah. Jack the Mouse. It's it's Mr. Artemis, <laughs> the, the world's first managing mouse. Managing mouse, yeah. yeah. And um, it'd be good as well if you could like fit it with a sort of like a voice chip. <laughs> like <laughs> quite a big one. And just whenever they came over and went, well, uh, Mr. Artemis, your boys did well today. You must be pleased. What's you next? Kneel down with a microphone and yeah. it's just in there. So yeah. it's going, I ain't going, fuck off. <laughs> Don't want to fucking talk to you. I think he just said, come. His <laughs> mouse just keeps talking about come. Here's a list of celebrities <laughs> that I believe are gay. <laughs> no, stop the mouse. Stop, stop it, stop Artemis. The mouse. Artemis. <laughs> Terrible. Number one, Rylan. Oh, it sounds it sounds like a bit. It's fine. Keep it going. Number two, Tom Cruise. No, no. Cut him off. Cut him off. Um, yeah, so look, uh, this is WrestleMania. Um, uh, <laughs> obviously, uh, this is the, what you've just heard is WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, but this is last, uh, the most recent WrestleMania. It's from this year. Yes. Uh, WrestleMania 37, night one. Mm. Uh, two, rather. Um, the second match, Pete, is going to be second ma- the. Uh, in fact, before we get to the second match, there is a little. Um, uh, uh, what's it called? A vignette mm. where we have uh, Titus O'Neil and Hulk Hogan, and you can see with the two of them, Titus is beginning to want to distance himself from Hogan. Now he sees he's still toxic. Yes, and Hogan is very keen to look like he and Titus are really good chums <laughs> and are just having a normal time just out, hanging out, best friends, just hanging best out, best friends forever. Uh, um, Eric Bischoff is there as well. Yes, and in comes Bailey. Bailey, the most important performer in my eyes of mm-hmm. the lockdown period, the person who really clicked and really took her career to the next level in the non-audience era, uh, who is rewarded for carrying the company on her back mm. during that period by not being given uh, a match on yeah. either night of and, and WrestleMania. And being given skits. Was she injured? What's going on? What no, they, she wasn't she injured just... at this time. No, right. it was just a decision. And they slightly put her in the vignettes almost to go, look, she really should be on the card. Um, but you're going to be at WrestleMania, baby. You'll just be backstage. You'll be dressed as a sort of middle-aged, what, so, sort of psychic? Sort of a, it's like a talk show horse kind of, yeah. yeah Sally like Jesse Raphael. Right, okay. You know, sort of character. She'd been Looking like her thing, own agent. Looking basically. like her own agent, yeah. exactly like that. Uh, unfortunately for her in this bit, she gets quite tangled up with a pair of glasses and <laughs> yes. a big necklace. And she's doing that classic thing, which is you're trying to sort it out without being able to look at it. Yeah. And... You can't get it down there. There comes a point where you just have to go, do you know what? Leave it. No one's noticing it. You're making more of a big thing by trying to (laughs) solve this issue. It's only you that needs it solved. Um, But they are talking. uh, Eric Bischoff is selling his own um, podcast. um, Yes. Amazing. They they do it with RVD a bit later, but they allow the Hall of Famers to just come in and basically go, here's a product I'm doing independent of your company that I'm going to happily talk about. RVD just comes out with some some rolling papers. His rolling papers, yeah. (laughs) Um, It's quite funny with RVD. Obviously, there was a point uh, a few years before where he was the uh, the the universal well not universal champion the WWE champion mm. the undisputed champion and he was caught in a car uh, that smelt very heavily of marijuana while right. he was the champion and they pretty much decided well we've got to get the belt off him mm. um, you would think that oh but he forgot where it was <laughs> where it was man oh man oh and then the policeman was like how did the car get up here and they looked down and they were floating uh, the uh, the one thing about that is like you would think well Vince McMahon would be furious <laughs> about that his champion of WWE you know gets caught with obviously marijuana mm. stinking in the car yeah. uh, and it becomes a news story and like all of these things 
the the more you annoy Vince McMahon, the more he goes, I like this guy. I like this guy, yeah. And Rob Van Dam has since spoken about how much, you know, Vince McMahon will pay tribute to him and just sort of go, there's been no one like RVD. He was unique. He was a, a remarkable superstar. And it's a really <laughs> odd thing. So again, he comes out and he's like, oh, remember that time when I really derailed everything and instead of having a long run as a champion, you know, you had to basically suspend and, you know, strip me of the belt. Yeah. Um, well, uh, you know, now you're just allowed to sell your rolling papers. <laughs> and I, I know there's been a certain amount of decriminalization across the state yeah. with that. But it is funny how Vince McMahon is just like, you know, the people who cause him the most problems, he has always got time yeah. for. The people who sort of make it easy on him. They give him a talk show gimmick. They yeah. give her a talk show gimmick. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, I, I, I imagine that as soon as John Cena moves on from WWE, Vince McMahon will just like we're never having that guy back. You know, <laughs> why is that? There was something about him I loathed, yeah. which is that he was professional, courteous, did everything I asked. <laughs> learned, um, I, learned I'll Mandarin. never have him back through it. Yeah. <laughs> um, the uh, the odd thing about this is when they have Bailey with with these guys, they have a thing where they're trying to brush her off, and mm. she's sort of saying, "Eric, you should get on your podcast." one of the best women performers of all time. And he's like, yeah, you know, Bianca Belair. Yeah, Becky Lynch. And she's like, hello. Yeah. But she's not playing her wrestling character there. She's playing something else. Yes. I don't know what it is. Yeah, confusing. I don't know what it is. Sally Jesse Raphael, sort of like um, a woman who sells dream catchers, <laughs> a sort of weird woman who works in your office. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what it is. They they just basically give her the brush off anyway. Mm. And they're like, no thanks. And they all sort of say, let's go and look at Hulk Hogan's boat. Um, I should, confusing yeah. I, I, I get worried about what that name of that boat would be. <laughs> <laughs> not but, registered with the harbour <laughs> that's one of the eight words you're not allowed to have on your boat sir <laughs> um, and I I look I put a one in there instead of the I <laughs> the only I a one there and a three there <laughs> um, I I, uh, I, I the, the problem with this thing is you are absolutely <laughs> mugging off your actual star who is going to be there the day after tomorrow. Yeah. And they did exactly the same thing the night before with the NWO mm. in a little thing. I'm not sure we even talked about where they're all like giving each other two sweets mm. and she does it and they all refuse to do it with her and she's mm. left hanging like an absolute ball bag. Yeah. And in this bit where they just sort of are like, you know, like want to speak to you and everything. Mm. What are you doing? <laughs> this is just such a simple Route 101 booking. You don't get one of your big stars and have a re- get two off, retired yeah. people and someone who doesn't actually wrestle anymore sort of go, you're an absolute dweeb. You know, I just, it makes, it just boggles your mind. It the, really does. Then black oil comes out of her head. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Hulk Hogan running. <laughs> oh man, the last thing I need is a load of that coming out and having to go out there. People will think I'm up to me old tricks. Um, <laughs> match yeah. number two is for the WWE <laughs> Women's Tag Team titles held by Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax who take on Natalia and Tamina Snooker. Mm. They won all the- bad guys. All, bad girls. Oh, bad girls. <laughs> they won their uh, the, the, the match, uh, the gauntlet match at the previous night's WrestleMania mm. um, to come through here, which again emphasises how much more exciting this match would have been had it been the Riot squad of Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan. Mm. Two young performers to, you know, who, who look sensational. The outfits they had on, you know, as the Joker and Harley Quinn mm. sort of had a, a theme rather than just being your normal clothes. <laughs> um, this is a, a a weird one. You know, they, they were young and natural baby faces, the Riot Squad. They would seem to be the perfect people to put against the killer tag team mm. of the violent and sort of, you know, quite clumsy Nia Jax mm. and the former UFC fighter, um, Shayna Baszler. Yeah. And instead, you get two people who are very similar 
really. You get you get Tamina who is who is big and strong, and then you get Natalia who is a good technical wrestler and quite a sort of you know uh, rough and tough mm. you know um, um, wrestler. Um, it's a weird one this match because I ended up really quite enjoying it. <laughs> I thought it was much better than I remembered. Um, there was a very odd thing that happened within the week of this WrestleMania, which is Tamina went from being someone who nobody really uh, thought anything about, who'd been with the company for years and years and years, mm. um, to suddenly becoming almost like a sentimental favourite where people felt that she'd been there for so long and never really been given a title and never really been given an opportunity yeah. that people began really getting behind her to the point that ultimately they would give them the belts. And it was a very sort of like well-received um, uh, storyline. Mm. Um, in this one, it's not quite there yet. And what they what they look like really is, I don't know, just two veteran tag teams. Mm. Interesting where uh, Tamina was back wrestling. And so, I, I mean, I guess they needed someone who... Can sort of slam jacks a little bit. I, I don't really. I can't yeah. really sort of figure out what what, what, what was all going on. I, I, I think really. the crowd legitimately don't really warm to Nia Jax, mm. and I think you when you have someone like Tamina, they set it up slightly. They talk about this. They sort of go uh, at one point. I think Nia Jax sort of says, "You know, come on, then. You know, I'm King Kong." Mm. And Corey Grave goes, "Well, Tamina's Godzilla." There was at the time King Kong versus Godzilla was out, right. and that is the thinking behind it, where people are going and people will be wearing the t-shirts that say Team Godzilla, you know, mm. in a picture. And it never quite gets that point. But mm. I think they were trying to make something out of it that, again, the simple booking would be you just have a really, really nice young tag team who uh, the crowd are behind who seem to be up against imposing odds. Mm. That seems like an easier story to tell and a better one at WrestleMania. Than this. <laughs> than this, you know. Um, uh, that said, I mean, it's not a bad match by any means. No, I um, enjoyed it. It, it, was a little, it ran a little long, but I think mm. most WrestleMania matches run too long anyway. But yeah, if it was like four minutes off, ten minute match, I think that would have been a bit tighter. But yeah. You can slightly see with some of the later matches that come up is what you need in WrestleMania matches. You need something that you don't see week to week. Mm. And this, to me felt like a match that didn't have anything particularly special it, yeah. there weren't really any sequences that were new or original and it is just a case of going oh and we'll we'll get there but you know good heat and uh, Baszler's good some lovely knees <laughs> Baszler is really really good a very <laughs> underrated uh, performer within WWE mm. I think everyone admits that you know she is very very good in the wider world mm. within WWE she cannot catch a break right and she is really really good it's a good ending this with her you know uh, tapping out Natalia with her sort of sleeper hold where she's the legal person they mention that on commentary they kind of go Nia Jack is in the uh, you know I think I can't even remember what she's in don't think she's in the sharpshooter but she's in a submission move and they kind of go Shayna is the legal woman mm. but I, I imagine if you were watching it that didn't come across uh, and you would just go well why was that allowed was that? Um, and it, that does make it a bit flat they, the women also come out and sometimes they do this at Wrestlemania where they, they will uh, have makeup put on for the one time in the year that's different from how they normally perform yes. so Nia and Shayna both turn up with sort of like glittery eyes and things <laughs> I just wish some of the blokes would do that yeah that Kevin Owens would come out with like a glittering diamond <laughs> beard <laughs> magic make an effort lads come on mm. letting the side down um, talking of Kevin Owens he's up next he's up next isn't he good little match against Sami Zayn <laughs> he's gone mad <laughs> He's gone mad. He's gone mad. Sammy has gone bananas. <laughs> Largely, I believe, because uh, on his Twitter, 
He is uh, very liberal. He supports yeah. a number of causes, including um, you know helping uh, aid get to Palestine. Mm. Uh, he is a Syrian, so he's worked uh, very strongly with a lot of Syrian refugee agencies uh, and helping with medical provision there. And I think WWE looked at that and just went, "This guy uh-huh. is an absolute hateable hipster." <laughs> so they dress him as Fidel Castro, yeah, and they basically go, "Why don't you become like all liberals and you're obsessed?" With unfairness. Yeah. And you're all like, oh, everyone's against me. <laughs> I was watching this. I would actually watch it. I was thinking about the same time. This would have been Trump. I mean, yeah. these are very Donald Trumpian sort of ideas. Think, yeah, every, the world is against me. This is very much not yeah. what it would be like. You know, you saw him. He didn't He didn't allow me to do that. You know, everyone's, no one's giving me a fair deal. This is all lies. You're all against me. And I think had Vince McMahon realised that that was a Trumpian thing, he absolutely 100% would not have gone through with this mocking <laughs> of it. Um, they just reframe it as, as Sammy being a mad liberal. The, the two of them, uh, Sami Zayn uh, and, and Kevin uh, Owens, mm. had a long, long and really involved feud that goes back basically a decade through the independence when they were the masked wrestler El Generico, in Sami Zayn's case, and <laughs> Kevin Steen. And the two of them were a tag team. They broke up. They had violent you know, feuds that mm. were at a level that really I don't think you'd often seen on the independent scene. Yeah. So they have spent a vast amount of their careers together mm. and often in, in opposition. Um, this also is the first match that ever took place an NXT takeover that was replicated on a WrestleMania. Right. So they had already met on an NXT takeover special. Um, a- again, part of their storied constant feud. <laughs> uh, and this is the first time that, that one of those NXT matches had actually made it to the, the grandest stage of them all. Um, this again felt to me like the one match on this night that is going for you internet fans. Yes. You know, or you get your Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens. <laughs> and this is the first time that one of those fans, you know, big matches has been given that has actually, I think, worked, that yeah. has produced something that the WWE would go, actually, the internet fans weren't wrong there. Yeah. We won't be doing that again. <laughs> Annoyed. <laughs> um, but yeah, out comes Sami Zayn. He believe there was elements actually I found in this of um uh, Joaquin Phoenix in the Joker. Yes, okay. Where he's got that very sort of like, you know, <laughs> can't you see? And he's all laughing. And it was <laughs> a little bit sort of liberal incel. Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, it's 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 kind of, uh, I mean, they don't really specify which, you know, uh, th- theories he's kind of a conspiracy theorist on. Mm. Um, but it just makes me laugh because a lot of the crowd you would probably presume <laughs> probably have some pretty strong ideas. <laughs> I imagine all, all of the all of the things that like they were like oh, conspiracies. Sami Zayn sort of goes, I believe Sandy Hook was real, and everyone mm. goes, he's taking, he's, he's mad, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely <laughs> loopy. <laughs> the 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 the, the, the Incorporation into this of Logan Paul as well. Yes. Uh, yeah, 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 I mean, yeah. uh, not seamless, but Sami no. Zayn is just on Twitter going, hey, Logan Paul, you might be interested to know there's a conspiracy against me. Check out this video. <laughs> and Logan Paul sort of goes, oh, yeah, very interesting. Thank you. And that was obviously their way of just going, well, we need Logan Paul in something. Uh, we've signed him up to be in. He's in <laughs> a big name. We've got nothing else to do. We've got yeah. nothing else to do. And so he becomes involved. Hmm. Um it falls out with Kevin Owens where he says to Kevin Owens, you don't you don't believe there is a conspiracy and there's a conspiracy. And again, as you say, I'm never quite sure what the conspiracy is, but I can't work out whether that's bad writing, or whether that's good writing, whether you're just like... Because you would, yeah, you would you would sort of end up alienating people because there's probably a lot of people in your crowd who yeah. actually do have strong opinions about steel beams, and, and if he's And if he's supposed to be paranoid and mad, 
then you just basically go, well, what if he's paranoid, but he can never say what it is because there's nothing. Yeah. You know, he's just gone nuts. <laughs> who, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Maybe I'm giving them too much credit there. <laughs> I would say the summing up video in this WrestleMania is a lot better than having watched it over four months. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah. Where it was continuous and tiring yeah. and boring and Sammy's really outstayed car- as well. Red carpet premiere yes, that was coming. Of his, of his video that he'd made that was... I mean, it was... These these things are fine, but there is a part of me that kind of goes, wouldn't it have been good to just go, we've been fighting all over the world for 30 years. <laughs> you know, why? well, let's do it on the biggest stage of them all. <laughs> that, to me, seems to have more of an interest and a hook. Than, than anything else that's a bit more complex. Um, the They bring out JBL. Uh, mm. He's going to be on commentary. I presume, in case there's a need to bash the hipsters, liberals, the pinkos, the yeah, young, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. then JBL will Hell be able to do flex. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, he actually does quite a good job here. And again, it's a reminder just how bad the commentary team is on this uh, this particular WrestleMania. Mm. They are not interested in this show <laughs> well, in, they, they, in any way. Um, somebody sort of says, uh, I can't, it might be Cole, uh, not Cole, who, who's on, who's on? Byron Saxton could be Samoa Joe. Yeah, well, someone then you gets get Corey it wrong. Graves. Someone gets something wrong and he goes, that was a Michinoku driver to save me from the internet. He's gone, yep, I got a lot of that yesterday. Like, yeah, so kind of came in reading Michael the wrong, Cole. is that Cole? Yeah, right? and Corey Graves, uh, um, you know, correct him on it. Mm. Uh, the, the reality is, I, I, I think he's referring to the Canadian destroyer pile driver that um, mm. Bad Bunny did, which he just went, what is that? Oh, and right, it's yeah, like, yeah. Well, so that's what happened yesterday. A familiar, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a familiar yeah. move, you know. <laughs> um, the, uh, the this is really good. Mm. I had for, I had not rec- had any re- re- memory of this being as good a match as it was. It's it, the, the thing that um, literally my highlight, literally my highlight mm. of the of the of the show of the uh, match was Owen throws Zane onto the onto the ropes. Yeah, and he just kind of goes all rigid and does a loop de loop, and I was like, "That is amazing! <laughs> One of the best moves I've ever seen in my life." There's there's some bits about this which are what you always <laughs> should do at WrestleMania. So Owens comes out wearing his uh, fifth KO Mania top, his custom yeah. T-shirt, which I like. It's just it's a special occasion. It's only once a year. It doesn't cost a lot of money to get a T-shirt made, but. Sami Zayn comes out just completely stoked with energy. He is fired up. He is just ready to explode. Even his introduction of Logan Paul in this, he is great on the microphone. And he does it in a way that, you know, he knows that Logan Paul is going to be booed. Mm. And he plays up to that by just sort of saying, I want you to show him respect. He's my guest. You know, that that subtle heel getting the reaction that you want. I just, I, I thought it was really, really good. Um, I, I think that, Logan Paul is really good in this as well. Mm. They just, you know, they bring him down and he does everything that's needed, which is he reacts to the match. He's not doing anything sort of major. He's not drawing attention to himself. It's just a, it's a good booking. And they put him with the right, with the right Mm. people. Um, What they also do that's really, really good is um, they do some moves that you never see outside of shows like this. Mm. And one of them is... There's a brain buster that um, Zane does on Kevin Owens onto the onto the apron of the ring, so the hardest part of the ring, and it's just one of those things that you look at and you just go, I mean, if you did that on any other show, mm. you you are an idiot because <laughs> you know you've really damaged yourself and it's really sort of like hard to protect yourself. But it just feels like that's a WrestleMania move. Yeah. You want to see that level of stuff. And it reminds you how many of the other matches you've seen, they don't have those moments where people are going, let's go for broke. Mm. You know, and they really do it here. Yeah, Cole hits is the blue thunder bomb, he says, and Corey Graves has to go, it's a Michinoku driver. <laughs> um, Sami Zayn did routinely use the blue thunder bomb, which is right. almost like a, uh, it's a back suplex where you then spin someone round and they land in a power bomb position. Mm. Um, 
what would have been funnier is if he hadn't used it very often and it had come up later. You'd be like, oh, someone was given a list of the moves before and doesn't know their arse and their elbow. Um, I, 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 I'd not remembered this being great fun, this match, and it was. Yeah, it, it was good, yeah. It, it really was. There's no downtime. Very solid. Big moves. Just a big indie hit list of thrills and stupid big moves mm. and no no real psychology other than just going let's go out there throw the kitchen sink at it and have a good time have I seen a lot of women res- uh, referees in, uh, in Wrestlemania no I have. you haven't no this is I think Jessica Carr is that mm. I, 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 I don't know to be honest I just I, went that's a lady I thought that was the murderer for a minute there no but it's a no, different, it's different Maxine, name Maxine Carr that's Maxine Carr Maxine it's Carr. not Maxine Carr was she a murderer or was she an accessory to a murder oh Oh, yes, I think that's probably an important distinction to make. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. The Euros are just around the corner. And if you're excited about the festival of football that's to come, Make sure you're listening to On the Continent across this summer's European Championships. Join me, Andy Brassel, Dot Nadabayo, and a host of other expert European football journalists for everything you need to know about one of the most eagerly anticipated summer tournaments in ages. We'll have shows dedicated to answering your burning questions, a breakdown of the potential winners from all over the continent, and we'll be reacting to the biggest matches as soon as they happen. It's a European football summer, and we've got everything you need. Search On The Continent in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Frank de Boer spelt the ball. Heel goed naar Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp let the ball aan. Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp. For months uh, ahead of this match, Kevin Owens had been talking about how he was going to jump off the pirate ship at WrestleMania. Uh, uh, and it was 100% a thing that they built and built and built and built and built. And on the day, after a year and a half or two years since the pandemic had started, they basically said the weather conditions are so bad, it's not safe for you to jump off the pirate ship. Oh, really? So they, they had to, uh, they couldn't do it. He would have to sort of do a, a different replica of that <laughs> a bit later on. Um, by the end, you have Logan Paul comes in and mm. uh, Sami Zayn has, has uh, He's lost. He's the worst, isn't he? 
Is he? Oh, yeah. I, I just... Do you know, he, I don't know who he is. Yeah, no, it, I mean, he is the worst, but I mean, it's just... You just sort of look at him and go, you've got nothing for me. I, I, sort nothing. Of, I sort of only know him through his appearances in stuff like wrestling. Yeah, And, okay, and, and right. I understand what he does. Right. I'm not like a high court judge. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I understand what he is and what he does, but yeah. what, what does he do? What, what does he talk about? Just like... Anything. He's just he's just kind of like I think he got his sort of break in the Vine thing. Obviously, his brother Jake Paul has kind of taken the boxing thing and, and yeah. kind of run with it a little further than than him. But I, you know, he did that thing where he went to Japan and, and filmed a, 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 a person who's killed themselves yeah. and everything, and you know, and, and uh, was silly about it and stuff. So he 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 just he's just he's like the Gronk. Yeah, of, of got Vine. you. Got you. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, nothing going for him. The thing about him that they do very well is they, they, they play on the fact that everybody dislikes him. Mm. And what they do is they also play on the fact that the idea the WWE had to agree with him to get him in. Yeah. So what he does is he has a bit where he sort of... Um, you know, Sammy sort of says, why are you talking to Kevin Owens? You know, you're part of the conspiracy. <laughs> and Logan Paul ends up pushing Sami Zayn. Right. And the crowd, you can tell they're like, oh no. No. No, have they have they done it so that we're supposed to cheer him and Kevin Owens is going to like point at him and go, yay. <laughs> or that that was the thing they agreed. He's like, I will come to WrestleMania, but I have to push over the guy and, that, and then it ends there. <laughs> and you can see that the crowd are really unsettled with this, <laughs> with this being the end of it. And as Logan Paul holds up Kevin Owens' hand, Kevin Owens just looks at his wrist like you have the temerity to touch me and he just keeps on looking and the crowd begin cottoning on going oh thank god yeah oh thank god when um Owens finally hits him with a stunner uh the crowd they cheer so he does the kick for the stunner and normally on a, on a stone cold stunner you kick and stun and yeah. then the roar would be as the stun happened on this he kicks and they're cheering on the kick they're just like <laughs> thank they are so relieved <laughs> it also suggests it might be quite a slow stunner um which kevin owens <laughs> needs to work on if, if the crowd can cheer when you do the kick it's not fast enough um we then go to uh, Riddle uh, backstage yes. with the great Carly Pete. Isn't oh, it good to see him again? How was Carly ever a policeman? Because to be a policeman, <laughs> you have to like talk yeah. and uh, think. And and he doesn't seem to be able to do all of those things. An excellent Netflix series <laughs> about the Indian police force uh, yeah. investigating serious crime. Right? Have you seen it by oh, any chance? Is it the one that's like because they've run out of crimes in the West and yes. now they're sort of going? Yeah. What have we got in, in India? It, it's it's yeah. it's like a cold. It's not even a cold case. It's just crime scene investigation. Yeah. Okay. Delhi yeah, yeah. basically, uh, and you'll notice that everybody involved in the making of it. Is got a name like you know Tristram Poles Mills, right? You know okay, they yeah, are, yeah, and that, yeah. that that's all the way from the director, yep. all the way back to basically the editors. Okay, Everybody dokey, is yeah, properly yeah. Tristram's, you know, Scott yeah. Wanton. They're the men who follow uh, Ewan McGregor and Charlie Borman oh, around on their motorbikes. Charlie Borman. If I had a list of people who I think I would least get on with, uh, <laughs> I, I think he may well be uh, on the top of that list. The, um, <laughs> the 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 thing behind it though is what you suddenly realise is you realise being a policeman in India is quite different from being a policeman in Britain for example mm. and actually there's a bit where they, they talk to uh, suspects uh, in the, the murder of, of, of a sex worker and uh, they talk to suspects and what it involves doing they sort of go did you do it and mm. the guy goes no I didn't sir I swear on my life mm. they go did you do it 
And they'll go, no, I didn't, sir. I didn't do it. And they'll go, I am tired of your saucy ways. Right? <laughs> they would just go, right, the camera crew can leave because you and I are about to discuss this further and it will involve a beating for you, sir. <laughs> and they sort of go, please do not beat me, sir. And they'll go, the beating is about to happen. And the camera crew just leave. Right. That's it. And then they'll come back and they'll go, so it turns out actually he did have an alibi um, uh, <laughs> four hours later. <laughs> so I think Carly, when they say he was a policeman, I sort of go, until oh, I watched was, that series, yeah. I was like, in what possible capacity so could he would he be, be a, a useful yeah. policeman. Oh, I've suddenly seen it. <laughs> he comes through the door. He's like, yeah. oh, I did it. So this is stage two. You have told us nothing we want to know. <laughs> I mean, everyone that they've done the beatings for has turned out to be uh, totally exonerated, uh, which uh, a terrifying vision. <laughs> um, but here is um, uh, Carly. The other thing to know about Riddle at this point is Riddle um, is well associated with the intake of marijuana. Yes, okay. Um, he says, bro, so you can tell that he's, he's a yeah, cool dude. The, yeah, yeah, he's got a scooter as well. He's got a oh. scooter, yeah, because he's a child. all that brain has made him childlike. <laughs> all that brain damage from the d- herb. Um, he's just he's just a good time guy. Mm. Uh, and uh, he has a tattoo on the side of his, his, his body, which he's had ever since he was a very young man, of a smiling mushroom. Um, oh, cool. It is uh, a Mantia uh, muscaria. Uh, A.K.A. Magic Mushrooms. Right. So he has this giant smiling mushroom. Oh, lovely. And they, no one's ever sort of said, well, that will hamper your career. They're just like, fine, we'll give you a pot-smoking gimmick. You advertise your Magic Mushrooms on the side. <laughs> You're basically Camden Market. <laughs> uh, with Carly at this point is uh, a guy, I think he was called Ranjin Singh mm. as a character, but his real name is Dave Kapoor. And Dave Kapoor is one of WWE's main writers of right. the shows like Raw, SmackDown, and obviously then the pay-per-views. And there's a absolute crystallization of the lack of thought that the writing team put in, which is completely boiled down in Ranjin Singh stroke Dave Kapoor here, mm. which is, he is with Carly. He is Carly's handler stroke translator. Did that at, in various points of Carly's run. Mm. Um, and Matt Riddle comes over and instigates a conversation with Carly. And as Carly's translator, Ranjin Singh basically just goes, okay, I'm going to leave you two now. And off he goes, Mm. right? They never explain why the translator would wait to actually have to translate something to use as the moment to go, I'm I'm going now, bye. (laughs) The one moment where it would make sense for him to be there, he just goes, going. (laughs) And I I really thought to myself, that is absolutely 100% confirms that Dave Kapoor is the writer of, of Raw because right. only in that circumstance where you could do something that would make sense or you could do something that makes no sense does that guy go I will do something that makes no sense <laughs> well fucking done um, uh, Riddle starts talking to, to Carly uh, about doing some kind of scooters uh, branding I mean you know Jesus Christ it's so rubbish isn't it? it's just, and he Jesus talks about Christ. what big hands he's got it's, it's like they're, it's, like they're, uh, it's, it's just like improv it's just yeah. like will you uh, sponsor my uh, um, school. Yeah. Ah, oh, well, that's uh, I got a um, I got a ladders business. What if we put the uh, scooters on the top of the top of the? I need a ladder to get up to to speak to you. In fact, do you have a ladder? Um, ah, it's hard. Um, the he says to him, "You've got big hands," and I found yeah. myself really disappointed. Going, why is that not being put over your head? Yeah. Why aren't you going, you got big hands, dude? You know, <laughs> put put your big hand on my face. You know, do something. If he's fucking stoner, have it. But he's talking about this branding. In comes RVD and just basically sort of says, um, you need good branding like I've got with my RVD rolling papers. But the, the but the RVD rolling papers is kind of like it's separate to 
the other bloke's obsession with weed. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they never sort of go... He ne- Riddle never seems like he's into the... The, <laughs> the, 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 the first thing you'd have thought with that is yeah. you'd go, let's get Riddle. He bumps into RVD. Mm. They say, why don't we hang out later? Suddenly you've got Carly behind them. They're like, are we busted? And he's like... Maybe I'm going to make a big doom. <laughs> and everyone goes, yeah. It's so not, easy. Not sponsored by India's police <laughs> force. Well, there's death penalty for that where I come from <laughs> in the Kashmir region. Oh, bummer, dude. Um, it, we don't have the internet. Why do we get to talk about branding? We keep turning it off. <laughs> yeah, what's the br- yeah it's, just, it's a bit of a mess, isn't it? A big mess. Yeah. Um, this is uh, the, the Hall of Fame class who we will be meeting a little bit later in the show. Yes. Um, I, it, it does seem amazing that you can't, they can't get something as simple as having two stoners in Riddle and RVD come together. Uh, they can't do it without buggering everything up. No, it's a new, it's a, it's, it, the thing that gets me is like they've not even tried to link it. No, no, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Uh, we then go through to the US champion uh, Riddle's uh, match. He is taking on a Shemus. A Shemus. Now, Shemus. kind of like a miserable kind of Roy Keane of the Roste. He's like, yeah. kind of like, he's just. He's just Bored and angry. He, he's got a sort of cross between Peaky Blinders and yeah. and a sort of Alveda Zane pet sort <laughs> of uh, shtick going on. Something about the lighting as he comes down, though, does make it look like the the intros for 2K22. Mm. You know, it's got a re- the lighting is weird and it's almost given him a defined outline and he looks like he's been rotoscoped. Uh, and it, I, I found that, I watched it a few times. I was like, I, love, I, was, I like oh, it. I'm still contact high from the RVD <laughs> section. Uh, I, I just brill. Um, <laughs> no idea why they got rid of Riddle's first name as well. So he yeah. comes out, he's the US champion. He, he was, he's, his name is Matt Riddle. Yeah. Um, but they've, they've, they boiled it down to this one name thing. I can't mm. work out whether they think that makes it seem more like a superstar. But it's quite reductive. Because it's, again, the riddle, sorry, piddle, whittle, you yeah. know, it's just like, ugh. In, when Ring of Honor first started in 2002, the independent scene had loads of people who had single names. Yeah. Uh, and they were slightly arbitrary, but you'd get used to them. But it meant there were loads of wrestlers like Ruckus and Delirious and Izzy and Angel yeah, Dust. Yeah, it's nothing and, I ha- grab yet. Yeah, put your hat on really, spanky. Is you know, <laughs> and uh, they are just sort of—I don't know. It just—I uh, preferred it when it was Antonio Cesaro to Cesaro. Yes, I certainly preferred it when it was Matt Riddle to Riddle. But you like to think that Cesaro kind of earned it a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah, yeah. The, By the end, you get doves when Riddle comes in, kicks his flip flops off. And again, mm. for me, there is a slight thing about going if it's larger than life. A wrestler kicking his flip-flops off. That was a big thing that everyone did in the indies, and it was hilarious. You'd be yeah. in a small room, overcome the flip-flops, someone catches them, they throw them back. Hilarious. <laughs> when you're doing the flip-flops things at WrestleMania, at WrestleMania yeah. it seems a little bit like, I don't know, like getting your winky out. Mark, I don't think I've ever seen the flip-flop thing, and I thought it was the coolest thing at WrestleMania. <laughs> I thought it was so cool. You must have been on some super strong <laughs> drugs, man. Uh, let's just quickly have a... a a brief look at, at, at Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle, mm. um, uh, he has a legitimate MMA background. Yes. So he was on he the... He's too nice, that's the thing. He does. He's doing his character too well. That's the softening, isn't it, yeah. of, of the, the, the mind-altering drugs. Um, <laughs> he's a big wet fish. <laughs> he was in the Ultimate Fighter uh, Series 7 at the age of 22. Mm. Uh, he started off with a spectacular knockout win and he lost in the second round in this tournament basically to see who would be given a UFC contract Mm. and the winner of the match he had in round two liked him so much that he bought him an Xbox 
with the uh, the money that he won. Aww. So he just seems like everyone sort of goes, he is a, a little dude. Um, he goes into the UFC in 2003 and he uh, built up a four-fight win streak, which mm. is quite an unusual and, and rare accolade. Yeah. Um, in uh, February 2013, though, he tested positive for marijuana and that was his second failed drug test within a year and he was subsequently fired I mean, what, on the what spot. Is, what is marijuana? I mean, it seems so ridiculous. And I presume it's kind of like... You know, your boxing licenses, it's the reason why uh, Mm. you're not allowed to do that. But it just seems ridiculous. Uh, Various fighters have argued and said it it, it helps, you know, calm them down after fights. But they also say it's legal in a number of states. Yeah. So why shouldn't it be legal within things? But they also say it is not a performance enhancing drug. Of course it bloody isn't. None of them really are. No, that's that's their big point. But I suppose Mm. there is that thing of it always looks in sport if you allow certain drugs that you are a dirty sport. If you allow that, well, what else do you allow? sort of thing and I suppose you do have to have that slight zero tolerance if you work for a company you can argue all you like about how marijuana use is you know legal in California Mm. if you're driving a bus in Preston and they (laughs) they get you for it you know you are done Um, he had finished his UFC career ranked third in UFC history for takedown defence which was 89% uh, and eighth for the total of number, number of strikes landed. Uh, such a young guy, it's an amazing sort of, you know, um, uh, record to actually leave with. Mm. Um, he would have left with a record of 10 and 3, but he had uh, a couple of victories were annulled because of testing positive for marijuana. Right. So he has an official 8 and 3 record. Um, he then turned to pro wrestling in 2014. Uh, he was one of the guys who took to it quicker than anybody else. The only person he's been uh, compared to over the years is Kurt Angle for making the transition from, if you like, a, a, a legitimate grappling mm. uh, sport into pro wrestling. No, they said that nobody else has been better so quickly. Um, early on, WWE had their eye on him, but they were always, I think, slightly wary because of the nature of his dismissal from UFC for, for marijuana. Um, they did, however, help him get booked throughout his career with Evolve and places like that. And they guided him to some degree. Um, he would make his name really in the independent pro wrestling gorilla. And uh, he's done a number of tours over the UK, became a very big worldwide independent wrestling star. Mm. In uh, 2018, he signed with the WWE. He went to NXT first and he joined the main roster in uh, May 2020. And it's looking at him here made me realize there are very, very few people who have come off the independent circuit over the last five years who have managed to make as much of a success on the main roster as Riddle has. Yeah. Um, people who you would thought would have been an absolute shoe in your ricochets and your Adam Coles and people like that. They, they have not passed the, the, if you like the, the Seamus threshold where they're a solid B star performer and they're mm. presented in that way. Um, there was an allegation that was made against Riddle at the time uh, he joined the WWE uh, main roster uh, as part of speaking out uh, uh, an event which had taken place during a tour he was making of the UK. Um, he des- denied the allegations through his lawyer. Um, his lawyer uh, famously uh, released a, a statement of denial which had print- been printed off on a sheet of CD labels. Oh, I forgot about that. That was one of my favourite... St- and it's I, I, magic. For the wrong reasons, but one of my favourite stories. Uh, uh, he, printed the, on a CD label. When everybody was like, is this printed on a CD label uh, thing? The guy had put up another one and it was printed on one that had about 50 labels. You know, the small little labels <laughs> like you might put on the side of a file trolling folder. trolling us. 
And he basically had to release a, a second statement just going, everyone is obsessed with this paper. The paper is not the important thing. I just didn't have any plain paper. I don't do a lot of printing. Um, it was a magic thing. It, that that uh, the, the CD labels uh, uh, statement, I believe it was its one year anniversary uh, a couple of months ago. And I was waiting for it and I missed it. I'm absolutely heartbroken. Um, Riddle, it is worth saying, he has denied it uh, throughout WWE did say it was investigating. Uh, no report on what happened there, but mm. certainly his career wasn't affected. Uh, there were uh, subsequent civil lawsuits brought. One was brought by the uh, Riddle against the person who had accused him. Uh, another was brought by the accuser against Riddle, mm. um, but both of those have since been dropped. So that okay. is that is where, it, where it, it remains. Yeah, the match itself, really good match. You mm. know, uh, there's a good belly to belly suplex off the top where both of them almost die. Um, that's what I want from WrestleMania. If you're gonna <laughs> if you're gonna if you're gonna do moves, do ones that you you know really could end the whole thing. Mm. Um, very late in the match, there's a bit where Riddle try goes for a suplex, can't get it. And then turns it into a jackhammer suplex. Yeah, classic little bit of trolling that because uh, Matt Riddle has always really sort of like goaded Goldberg. Right. They got into a Twitter spat. Um, Riddle had done something about how unsafe Goldberg was after that Undertaker match, mm. and uh, Goldberg had reacted furiously to it. Really didn't like him at all. You know, <laughs> Goldberg does not take a, a little bit of ribbing or a little bit of criticism very well. So over the years, they've had more and more spats um, backstage and things like that. And this looked like it was Riddle pretending he was unable to do a suplex and then going, of course I can, and doing the jackhammer as a real sort of like, fuck you to Goldberg from the main stage. Um, Seamus goes up to do a white noise off the top. Um, he slips. And brilliantly, you see Seamus look back and like, oh, I've got to get back up there. And he just goes, do you know what? No, mm. let's just do it. And I like it. If things are going to go wrong, yeah. you just go, pretend that's what happens in a real wrestling match. Yeah. Something goes wrong, you just go on to the next thing. Rather than, you do see him definitely go, oh, I better get up there. Yeah. And he then goes, no, fuck it. And it's the <laughs> right decision. Um, the end is brilliant. Uh, mm. Riddle does a, a backward somersault off the, off the second rope. It was amazing. And Seamus is there with the brogue kick uh, right, right in, in his it. face. It's wonderful timing, but Jesus Christ, Riddle gets hit so hard that <laughs> between getting the boot hitting him in the face when he's upside down and him landing on the floor, his mouth is twice the size. Yeah. So you, the camera angle is great. You see him coming off the rope upside down, his mouth fine. Boot hits, and as he's going down, you're like, his mouth is twice the size. <laughs> it happens in like a, a tenth of a second. Just an amazing sort of thing. At one point, as he goes down, it looks like his tongue is out, like in a cartoon. Like, ah. Yeah. But it's just the swelling. Yeah, they thought I got that. It's clearly tongue in it. Uh, of, and then the blood. The blood, the, the blood, blood, the blood. That begins uh, uh, dribbling down. Um, <laughs> look, uh, uh, Seamus wins this. Uh, probably not the right decision. Probably um, Riddle could have done with this uh, a little bit more mm. on the grand stage. Seamus has got to that level where he's uh, such an established star over so many years and such a character that you really get the impression... You know, he's there for life now. He's almost entering his cane period mm. where it doesn't matter what you do to Seamus. He doesn't have to win. He's just Seamus and he's been there so long that most of the people watching will have grown up with him and he's like a permanent <laughs> fixture. And I think, you know, good for him. Mm. He does seem to perform better with every passing year, mm. which is a brilliant thing to be able to do as a pro just, wrestler. Just to stick in there and sort of go, look, I know my place in this company. Yeah. And to continue. I, I think he's he's the closest parallel that you could see in the modern era to Randy Orton. Mm. That he is just a guy who is there, clearly professional, clearly everybody backstage really likes him. Would you want to see uh, three hours of his matches? No. <laughs> um, but he does seem like an, an absolute dude. Those last three matches, Pete, I enjoyed 
a great deal. Yeah, they were good. Actually. I enjoyed them even more because I wasn't really expecting to enjoy them that much. Uh, <laughs> it's so, the way. I mean, you, if you're going to surprise me, make it a good surprise. <laughs> I mean, don't don't wear a, like an Alexa Bliss tiara. No, and b- b- like drip black stuff. That and is a surprise. Don't broke kick me on upside down. <laughs> I, the number of times I've told you, Pete, I will not be <laughs> broke like, kicked. I like doing when it. I'm upside down. I like doing it. Hey, look, that <laughs> is it. I think we are only. Three or four matches away, Pete. Mm. I think it's three. Three matches away until WrestleMe can finally be taken out the back of the podcast barn, <laughs> shot. shot through the head using a Sony <laughs> award if they still exist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in the meantime, look, if you want more, mm-hmm. we've got a Patreon that you can get over to. Yes. It's patreon.com forward slash WrestleMe. If you're listening to this on the Patreon, thank you for um, supporting us. We, we appreciate you so mm. much. I mean, wouldn't, wouldn't it be nice if you weren't supporting us to think, oh, I'm included in that? <laughs> well, you're not. Until you join us. Exactly. Once you do, then it is for you. Big kiss, big kiss. And also get yourself a t-shirt as well. We've got loads of great designs. There's Wrestle Me. There's a, uh, a Lord Alfred Hayes, uh, Ica Pro, not Ica Pro, uh, 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 Certitude <laughs> Tiger. You did a very good job of changing Poster that. and uh, I did she it twice. She Been Daughter. And She Been Daughter Look, It's a delight. Well. Head on over to stackmerch.com. That's S-T-A-K Merch. Dot com and grab yourself a, and most of them are under 20 quid which you you'd rarely get these days I know so generous of us to take a <laughs> yes. hit um, <laughs> in the hope that people will wear our free advertising <laughs> um, the other thing is I mean because we are coming up to the end um, uh, if you want uh, to send uh, anything I'd quite like people to send uh, a little thing as a fictional wrestler for example, um, Boutros Boutros Beefcake. Yes. Um, just you don't have to be a wrestler. I don't want. I don't want them to be clever. Really, <laughs> I want people to just go, "Hello, this is," and then the name. Yeah. And just go. Uh, wrestle me thanks you've been here for a long time. <laughs> uh, all the best. Like it's some weird corporate leaving do. Yeah. Um, but but nothing clever, please. Just no, keep them stupid. Absolutely witless shit. Witless. As mm. witless as possible yeah. and and brief and stupid. And then I might do something with them, I might not. It depends <laughs> it depends the quality and the quantity. That is true. Yeah. So but, at WrestleMePod. Yeah. Uh, yeah, at WrestleMePod or you can do a show at WrestleMePod.com. Yeah, that's the email. Uh, and that will, that will get to us. Uh, look, that, that's it. I'm, I'm getting a bit emotional. We're, oh, we're coming to the end straight. Mark. Yeah, and, and you know, I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> and, and there is that as well. That's me, Mark. Wrestle me, Pete Star. Wrestle me is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. 
It's a European football summer and we've got everything you need. Search On The Continent in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Frank de Boer speelt the ball. Heel goed naar Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp neemt de bal aan. Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. This is Roundabout Season 2, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. (laughs) (laughs) You will be right. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. (laughs) This was, like wilderness. A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you yeah, you, you were different. Like, you were real different, bro. I can't really put my finger on it. And so much more. Just goes to show that unexpected yeah. things sometimes are the best when it comes to a road trip. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now with new episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.